Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Perry, and I'm here with my good friend, Brett Jones. Brett, how are you doing today? Fabulous, Mike. How are you? Just living the dream out here in Boston. It's going to be a high of like 52 this weekend, so we're, we're getting the shorts out in the, uh, in the sunblock, and you know we're going to go and have ourselves a weekend, so that's, uh, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, same in, same in the Berg here. We're uh, going to have a little decent weather, and... Uh, you know, that's, uh, rare. The, and we've had, we've had sunshine. Like we actually don't like we're, we're wearing sunglasses because like, we, we just don't know what to do with, uh, with the sunshine. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This morning I was uh, taking a quick ride after I got my son on the bus and I was like driving down the road. I'm like, man, I really wish I had sunglasses this morning. So anyway, so today we're going to be talking about the importance of a mentor. And, uh, this is something that Brett and I were talking about a little bit before we hopped on and started recording. And um, it's something that a lot of people talk about. And a lot of people say, yeah, you got to find yourself a mentor. You got to find yourself someone that can give you guidance. And um, it's not always easy to just like go up and say, hey, will you be my mentor? Uh, It doesn't really work like that. It's not like a job application. Uh, Those things tend to happen more organically through, you know, relationships, whether it could be through friends, uh, relatives, coworkers, colleagues, et cetera, it does tend to happen organically, but at a certain point you kind of realize, Hey, um, you know, someone is your mentor or maybe you're their mentee or vice versa. Maybe you've been mentoring someone you didn't even know it. So we're going to, we're going to start off with Brett. Now, Brett, you've been in this industry a little bit longer than I have. Um, have you had some uh, mentors in your life? And, And if so, what impact did they have on your, uh, on your career, et cetera? Yeah. I, I tell people all the time that I have just been incredibly, incredibly blessed and fortunate that I made some decisions early on that I did not know were going to have the impact that they had. Uh, but you know, I came out of, uh, came out of my undergrad and took a a grad assistant position, a gentleman named Jim Thornton, who was uh, my head trainer at uh, Clarion University when I was doing my GA there. Um, He was, you know, fantastic as a, you know, sports medicine, you know, and and just general mentor at at that time in my life. And then I took my first job in the, at a school in the metropolis of Chatham, Virginia, and uh, into my training room walks uh, Gray Cook. And, uh, this is kind of great cook before he was great cook. And, um, you know, he just, he walks in and, Hey, my name's great cook. You need any help. And, uh, you know, I got to work with gray, you know, directly from 95 to 97 and, and, um, you know, just started a, a mentorship and, you know, gray, gray can't not, uh, mentor and, and teach and, and, you know, be that. And, uh, you know, that relationship has kind of morphed into kind of a big brother sort of, uh, sort of relationship. And, 
so, you know, just incredibly fortunate to have uh, had that start. <clears throat> we lost touch for a little while, obviously got back in touch. And during that time, you know, I um, ended up uh, being a kind of an early adopter and was at the second ever kettlebell certification that Pavel taught. And then a year later was brought on to, uh, to teach uh, at the certs with Pavel. And so started a mentorship and, and uh, professional um, mentorship and friendship with Pavel. So, you know, I just kind of via a couple of decisions ended up uh, being able to have uh, really two just fantastic uh, mentors uh, professionally. And, you know, just obviously it goes beyond that uh, as you develop those, those friendships. So, you know, I, um, it's, it's just been amazing to me. I cannot imagine where my life and career would be. Uh, had I not had those opportunities to uh, begin uh, having the, the the mentorship and friendship with uh, with Gray and, and Pavel, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And you couldn't have uh, you couldn't have uh, quote unquote picked uh, a couple of better individuals to help you. Those those two guys know a little bit about their their uh, their given fields, just Mitch. just a little bit. What's that old saying? They've uh, they've forgotten more than I've learned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's been, um, you know, it's always, it's always interesting. And, and then obviously within the community, like I've been fortunate to develop friendships and, and uh, relationships with people like yourself and Fabio Zone and, and, you know, other people within the community that, uh, you know, it's it more um, lateral mentorships. And I, and I think that's, that's something that we can probably talk about as well. There's, there's people that are going to be um, higher up in, in that mentorship ladder. You know, obviously Gray and Pavel have accomplished uh, many things and, and I've just been fortunate to, to um, help and, and, you know, transmit their messages. Uh, but then there's also these, this uh, almost kind of lateral mentorships in, in the group that you surround yourself with. Um, you know, you should be within a group of people that um, it's, it's not, Maybe it's not purposeful mentorship, but it's it's uh, that that bubble of friends and people that confidants and people that you trust and that you bounce things off of, and you know it it that is important as well. And then you should be um, if we go with the something we'll talk about later and in, in self mentorship and and continuing your own studies. But, you know, you look at the book Legacy and one of the things they uh, concepts they talk about in there is being a good ancestor. And so, you know, you should be mentoring other people. And, and it's not that you need to, you know, hang a sign on the side of the road saying looking for mentees. By the way, the person being mentored is called a mentee, which I think is just hilarious. I <laughs> don't know who came up with that term, but it's too close to manatee and M-I-N-T-Y, Minty, and, and it's just, I think it's hilarious. But, you know, you're not going to hang a shingle and say, I'm looking for mentees. Um, but within your professional group, within, you know, situations, there's, there's going to be people that you can help. And you should be a good ancestor. You should be um, looking for those opportunities to uh, just give somebody a helping hand, answer a question. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that is pretty cool about your, your scenario, and, and I'll share my story in a little bit here, is it does happen organically. So you tend to, and at least from my experience, you tend to get together with like-minded individuals, right? People that have similar uh, maybe beliefs or, or practices or 
ideas or, you know, maybe just certain things that they're really into. It could be, could be kettlebell training. It could be Olympic lifting. It could be body weight. It could be writing. It could be music. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, only fitness, fitness related, but usually what tends to happen is you tend, you tend to basically become friendly with someone and then it starts to uh, move organically. Cause let's be honest, if you don't like spending time with uh, another person, that person's not going to be a good mentor. Right? So it's really about, Hey, do you like hanging out with someone and, and do they like hanging out with you? Basically you have to kind of start off as friends. And then it, oftentimes it starts off with friends, introducing friends, right? It could be something where, Hey, this is a buddy of mine. I want you to meet him. And then all of a sudden, you know, you became friendly with that person. So it's, it's, it does happen organically, but it does tend to happen within a certain group or, you know, maybe you can call it a club, et cetera, but it does tend to happen organically. And then as that relationship starts to develop, uh, you get to really know someone. And, and again, it's not like you, you get to that point where you're like, Hey, uh, will you be my mentor? It doesn't really happen that way. It just sort of, it, it really is an organic process. And don't get me wrong. There are times when you can literally, if you know someone well enough, and I mean, I've asked someone, uh, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit to be a mentor with a, another aspect of my life, but, uh, it does tend to happen organically. And the cool thing about it is you talk about sort of your ancestors and obviously there is your family, but when I look at it, I look at sort of lineage, right. And in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's, there's lineage, right. There's the Gracie's and then there's a bunch of other um, groups that um, sort of have lineage, but I look at it the same way. It's like, so, you know, Brett, I've known you for, gosh, I don't even know how long, probably 12, 14 years. And, you know, when Brett and I met, at least he was, he was my team leader um, at the, the RKC one. And, uh, but I look at that and I'm like, well, it's cool because Brett learned a lot from Pavel, right? So Pavel, you know, Pavel was really the, the main individual who popularized kettlebell training in the U S obviously there were some other people, but Pavel is the guy that really made it popular. And Brett got to work with Pavel. I got to work with Brett and then I'm fortunate enough to help younger trainers as well. So it really is sort of an, an, an a lineage. And it's pretty cool to see kind of when you can trace back your roots. Right. And it's, it's not that far off really. And it's, it's pretty cool to be able to be part of that process and um, to be able to learn. And it's, it's really, it's a nice way to have this, this passing of knowledge and information that, that tends to happen. And the beauty of it is you get to put your own flavor on that down the road. Once you really understand the principles of what people are teaching, or you really get um, to become quote unquote, a, an expert in a certain area. Once you really understand where the principles are, you can start to add something to it because usually what happens in a mentorship scenario is the mentor passes on information to the mentee. But at a certain point, the cool thing is there's this subtle shift where the mentee will almost become a mentor to other people. And they don't even necessarily know that they're doing it. Um, and it, and again, it, it tends to happen organically and it's a beautiful thing to watch because I mean, I'm, you know, I've never considered myself a mentor, but I've had so many people, you know, reach out to me and, and just, they, they want advice on running a gym or kettlebell training or, you know, designing programs. And, and, and it really is loosely a mentorship. Um, it doesn't happen in, you know, this like, Hey, can you be my mentor for this or that? But again, it does tend to happen more organically. And I think that's a, it's a really cool way to pass down information because in this day and age, because of social media and, and blogging and, and the instant access we have to information, you can, you can get information, but you can't get the stories. You can't get 
the granular components of having that time and, and, and the wisdom that you get from mentors that have, have spent previous years before you, you can't shortcut that. You can't hack your way through the experience and the years of wisdom that your mentor can pass on to you. So there's something to be said about that. I love having conversations with individuals that are much older than me. I've had clients that are in their 70s and 80s. And the word that always comes to my mind is wisdom. Wisdom is a powerful word. Yes, it's knowledge, but it's experience. And usually when someone is sharing their wisdom with you, it's because they want to help. They want to share. They want to tell the story. And it's a powerful thing to be part of when someone is willing to spend time with you and just give, 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 give without any expectation of getting anything back. And that's a beautiful thing. 100%. And I, and I think uh, the, the, the person who is being mentored, whether it's conscious or, or not, um, has to be open to that feedback. And I think that's one of the things that, that uh, gets, gets in the way for people uh, is you, you, you're in the situation where this person's trying, it's the cautionary tale thing, right? Like uh, sometimes where it's like, ah, I see that path you're on. I've been on that path. I know where it ends. Let me see if we can get you to take a right turn here and put you on a little different path because I, you know, as much as we have to make our own mistakes, uh, there's also people that are going to be like, uh, trying to, trying to guide us out of that mistake before, before we make it. So, you know, they've, they've lived that, they've had that experience, they've lived that moment and um, you know, you've, you've got that feedback. And sometimes we like to set up the echo chamber that is always kind of reinforcing and never gives us any constructive criticism and constructive feedback that we can actually grow from. Um, you know, a bunch of people just patting each other on the back and telling each other how awesome they are. Not a great mentorship. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's just the echo chamber where you're just getting, it feels good to get the pat on the back and get the reinforcement, but a mentor should also hold your feet to the fire, uh, at a certain point and should, uh, give you accurate feedback and information. Um, I, I'm thinking of doing X. That is a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you, you may have to hear that once or twice. Uh, so it's, I, I think it's interesting to, um, just, just be open to that, uh, be open to the feedback. And yeah, you know, I I've joked for a long, you know, and you have a, a, a wife, uh, your wife is a, is a strong, uh, woman and a strong force in your life. And my wife is a strong woman and a strong force in my life. And, you know, I've always joked that, uh, you know, I go out on the road and I'm international man of mystery and, and presenter. And, you know, all people think I'm, uh, all that in a bag of chips. And I, I come home and, I'm just some guy that didn't take the trash out and, uh, you know, just, uh, get, get back to reality quickly. And so your, your mentor should, should help with that, um, as well. Yeah. And, and I think you have to be open as someone that's being mentored, a mentee, you have to be open to that constructive criticism and it can be hard at first, especially if you think you're all that right. And, um, and I think every, trainer has gone through this, whether they will admit it or not, they'll get into a point in their career where they're three, four, five years in and they think, wow, I'm, you know, I'm a busy coach. I'm successful. Um, I can, I can take on the world. And then they quickly realize, wow, it's, it's a lot harder than I thought. And uh, I always joke with people and I say, you know, when I was in my, when I was five years into my career, I thought I was going to be at a certain point, but that certain point was more like 10 to 12 years out. 
it took a lot longer, but I thought that I was just going to, you know, uh, blaze this trail and, and, you know, become this person doing X, Y, and Z. And it takes a lot longer than you think. Um, because at a certain point you do have to just make those mistakes. And even if you have someone that's giving you guidance, you're still gonna, you're still gonna make mistakes elsewhere. That's just part of the learning process and you're not going to get everything right. And, um, you know, it's kind of like if you if you're on a team and you always win, don't get me wrong, it's nice to win. But if you've never lost, you've never learned. And that is hard to to understand and hard to get, especially if you've always been in a scenario where you've won one one. And uh, if you look at a lot of the individuals, whether it's athletes or coaches or lecturers, they'll tell you about all the mistakes that they've made along the way, if they're being honest with you. Um, and that those mistakes, have to be, they have to happen. Um, there's no way to avoid it. And like you said earlier, um, when you have a mentor, the beauty of that is you can learn from their mistakes and you're going to make your own. They're just different mistakes, but you know, and, and we'll, we'll talk about a couple stories here in a second about, you know, our relationship <laughs> together, but, um, there are scenarios where you just, you have to eat, put it this way. Even if someone gives you advice, a lot of the times you'll half-heartedly take it and you're going to proceed anyway, and you'll still make that mistake because some people, you know, the only way they're going to know not to touch the stove is by touching the stove. And you can just say, listen, don't do that. Don't do that. But how hot is it? Right. And then next thing you know, they're getting burnt. And then finally, that was the one thing, like, I'm like that. I have to learn the hard way. I'm just, um, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> unfortunately that is, um, that is how, how I learned, but uh, I want to, I want to tell you a quick story about sort of my kettlebell journey. And I've, I've, I've told this story, um, several times. So when I, uh, when I decided to do my RKC one, and this was out in, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, um, I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, I just, I had picked up a kettlebell probably a few years prior and I just started swinging it poorly. Uh, I might add. So I went out to, uh, to Minnesota and to take my level one and, and, you know, the first mistake I made was I had only trained with a single 24. That's it. And, and or lighter. I had no idea it was going to be double bells, right? Cause I'm, um, again, I just, I probably looked at like, Hey, I got to pass the snatch test. That's probably what I did. Right. Cause, cause that's what everybody does. So I go out there and, um, I made it, um, <laughs> barely, uh, I might add, but I made it. And, um, you know, after that I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a RKC guy. Now I got my certification. Um, I thought I knew it all. I thought I was, you know, um, the cat's meow, if you will. And, and at that point, there really wasn't a lot of kettlebell instructors in the new England area. There was a handful of people that came in, uh, sort of before me, but anyway, so Brett and I had kept in touch because he was my, uh, my team leader at that time. So we, we, we kept in touch and I was also getting interested in the FMS world as well. So here I am, I've done my level one certification and I'm starting to get a little bit more involved with functional movement systems. I hadn't worked for them at that point. It was more of a, Hey, if there was a, an event in new England and, you know, Brett was up teaching, I'd reach out, Hey, can I come help? And you know, I, I remember multiple rides picking you up at the airport and heading up to Maine and heading up to a couple other places and, you know, having a good time, but I'll never forget this. So we're up in uh, Saco, Maine, Stan Schofield's place, right? We go up and we're doing a, uh, an FMS and there's a couple kettlebells there and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're chatting and I'm handing out manuals and, you know, Brett's doing his thing and I'm just doing what I can bands, manuals, checking people in. And then at one point I was like, Hey, Brett, you know, I, I, uh, I want you to look at my kettlebell skills. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it like at lunch or something. And I'm thinking to myself, I am going to impress Brett Jones. I'm going to 
I'm going to knock this out of the park. Right. So I, uh, we go through a handful of skills. It might've even just been the swing and you were like, yeah, you, and you said it very nicely, but it was more of like a, yeah, that wasn't good. It was like, yeah, there's some, some stuff we need to work on. Right. And then we went over a few things. So basically long story short, and, and Brett said this very nicely. He did. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but I'll, I sucked at everything. <laughs> okay. It was far from good. And Brett gave me very, um, you know, candid sort of uh, feedback, which was like, Hey man, like if you want to be, if you want to get good at this, you've, you've got some work to do. And that was for me at first, I was like, jerk, like, <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> but then I realized I was like, you know what? He, he knows a lot more than I do. And he, you know, he's, he's done this a little bit longer. So I took that as an, as an opportunity to get better. So I literally said to myself, all right, I need, if I really want to be a really good kettlebell coach, I need to, you know, first of all, clean my own technique up, but then I get just got to dig a little bit deeper. And that was, uh, that was a, a career changing point in my life where I was just like, listen, if I really want to be the best or recognized as an expert in this field, um, it's going to take more than a year of swinging bells on my own without any feedback. So that was, a. Uh, it was, it was a fun experience. And, and it, I look back at it now and Brett and I, we joke about this all the time, but um, it was an opportunity to, to get feedback. And at first I didn't like it, but I also know that it was the right thing. And I think that was probably, at least in my mind, sort of one of those times where I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to learn from this guy because uh, you know, he's, he's not, he's not pulling punches. He's, he's giving me the honest feedback. And, you know, as a young sort of slightly cocky coach that thought he knew it all, um, that was something that I needed. And that brought me right back down to right back down to earth relatively quickly, but it was, uh, it was what I needed and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. Um, but uh, man, that's a funny story. And I'll never forget just thinking to myself, I'm like, mm. <laughs> just, I was so like frustrated with the whole situation, but then at the same time, it was an opportunity for me to learn. And, um, since then, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, get involved with strong first and now I'm a senior instructor with them and, been able to film a DVD with, uh, with Pavel at BJJ fanatics and do a bunch of other things. So I don't know if I would have went down that path without Brett Jones telling me that I sucked at swinging a bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I, um, I remember, uh, the, the situation, uh, very well. And, uh, you know, I, um, I think accurate feedback, um, is a responsibility. Um, you know, it, and again, Mike, we've, we've joked about it in, in different ways over the years and, and, uh, you know, uh, how, um, directly or harshly the feedback, uh, came, uh, <laughs> through, but, uh, but I do, I, I, I think that, uh, I think accurate feedback, I, I think honest feedback is, is just key and being open to that. And that's, you know, from, you know, developing the friendship that we have and, and, uh, working together and bouncing things off each other professionally and, and things like that. Um, you know, that just kind of opens the door to, to all of that. Whereas if you, if you just kind of pat somebody on the back and go, yeah, looks good. And it doesn't like, that's a problem. Like you, you just have to be willing. And then the, to your credit, um, was accepting that feedback and, and deciding that, you know, wait a second, I need to work on this. Like, and, and, you know, I, I can be better at this. I, I can, you know, move forward. And, and that's just, I, 
just highlighting that, uh, that moment, the, the person who gives you that direct feedback, constructive feedback. Um, cause not only did we spot the fact that there were some things to, to work on in your swing <clears throat> and other skills, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we helped you, we worked on it. Uh, we spent yeah. some time and, and, you know, you felt the difference. You saw the, the improvement. Um, you know, it wasn't just me being the critic and we're, we're going to run into critics in our lives and mm -hmm. critics are not necessarily are typically not mentors. Critics are critics. The, the, you know, uh, somebody who is giving you constructive feedback and then giving you direction on how to improve and how to move forward. That's a person that's looking to mentor. That's a person that's looking to, to help. And, and I, and I think that maybe, you know, mentorship sounds grandiose, uh, in, in some ways. I like, I never wanted to, I, I never th got into kettlebell training thinking, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be the path for the rest of my life. And I'm going to be a, a kettlebell instructor and travel the world and teach. And I never had those goals. I just, I just thought it was really cool that Pavel asked me to come help teach. And, and so I started doing that. I just wanted to help. And, and I think that that is, if you boil it down, you know, you, you, if you find somebody that's wanting to help you, you should probably open that door and um, accept that help. Absolutely. And I think the main difference between a critic and a mentor, a critic is just going to tell you what you're doing wrong. And a mentor is going to, yes, they're going to tell you how to improve, but they're doing it from a, from a position of wanting you to get better, wanting to see you succeed and improve where a critic is just going to be like, that's wrong, but they're not going right. to, they're not going to follow up with anything else because you know, what do a lot of critics do? They just basically, they criticize other people and that's it. That that's, that's it. That's all they do. It's almost like trolling on the internet, right? It's, it's a very black and white scenario. Whereas with a mentorship, um, yes, they're going to tell you, they're going to be critical of, of what you're doing, but at the same time, they're going to back that up with, with, uh, you know, compassion and the willingness to help guide you along that journey. So it, yes, there is, there's a, a point with both of those, you will be criticized, but one I think comes from just the point of you're just being, you know, critical of someone. And the other one comes from a point of wanting to help and wanting to, to actually see someone succeed. And I think that's the main difference. hundred percent. And you're going to, uh, you're going to run into people who um, they're, they're not necessarily looking to mentor. They're looking to gather a group of people around them. They, mm -hmm. they want a little bit of that cult of personality um, and, you know, another situation to kind of be avoided. Um, and, you know, that person will make you feel special because you've been led into the, to the, the inner circle. Um, and it's not necessarily for, for you, it's for them. So they can have a group of people around them. Um, but I, I think that uh, I look at mentorship and giving back as a true responsibility. Um, you know, I've been incredibly fortunate in, in my life and career and, and incredibly fortunate in my mentors and the friends and the, and the circle of people that I, that I have around me. And I think it's incumbent upon me to, to pass that on, to try to help people. And I think the, the tie in here and um, you know, we can't always look externally. There is self mentorship. You have to, and I, I am going to use the term have to, you have to be pursuing something within your life uh, and, and kind of self-mentoring yourself. Um, the, the books you read, 
the the way you choose to to spend your time. You know, I can sit here and think of uh, books like Extreme Ownership, uh, Dichotomy of Leadership, both by Jocko and Leaf, um, and uh, Legacy, and books like Upstream, and the, some of the Malcolm Gladwell books, and Why We Make Mistakes, and the the kind of deep dive that I that I took into neurology there at one point, and and looking at some pain science information and you know the the body has a mind of its own uh, by Sandra Blakesley is a, is a really good book uh, on intelligence by uh, Steve, uh, Jeff Hawkins um, is is another one that's just really interesting fascinating on the the neurological end of things um, I you know I have a background in, in sports medicine athletic training so you know looking at uh, rehabilitation and, and you know the the direction we've gone within within FMS I I think that um, part of mentorship is self-mentorship and uh, constantly learning, constantly reevaluating. Um, having said that, you're still doing, right? Like you, you can't wait until you think you've got everything nailed down. Uh, you have to do. And uh, so um, you know, sometimes we are our own worst critics. And sometimes we uh, are the easiest people to deceive. Uh, the, the old saying, easiest person to deceive is yourself. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's all of that stuff going on as well. And, and I think that uh, we, we need to look pat, we need the external because somebody from the outside is going to see things differently than we do. And so we need that external men mentorship. We need that friend. We need that person that's going to, you know, hold our feet to the fire a little bit. But we also have to have the self-mentorship. And I, I think maybe people uh, don't embrace or go down that path enough. Well, I, I think a lot of the times too, when it comes to self-improvement, um, you know, I think at first, and, and this is not always the case, but I think at first when someone reaches out to someone for help or asks for help, I think originally there's a, there's a little part of them that are looking for answers that are looking for black and white concrete answers. Right. And life is not black and white and concrete. It's not, you know, it's not math. It's not one plus one equals two. It doesn't always work that way. Um, but you know, I think the cool thing about, uh, the mentorship process and, you know, it starts, if you have a mentor, they're going to give you feedback to make you aware of something that you may not know. And awareness is something that, but even the, the word awareness is something that has been stuck in my mind over the last few years, because if, if there's someone that you have a relationship with and they're your, you know, quote unquote mentor, and they're going to make you aware of certain things, you have to take that feedback and that awareness and then apply it to, like you just said, self-mentoring, because if you're aware of um, it could be an area of, of your, your um, career or field that you're not where you should be, or it could be something that like a bad habit, there's several different things, but the first step is being aware. Then you have to make an honest effort. And this is the hard part too, to try to take that information and actually try to make applicable changes that are going to last in your own, whether it's life or career, because, you know, just, just being aware is, is one part, but actually taking it and running with it. And then the cool thing is, is again, then it, it starts to trickle down to other people, because if you've made those mistakes, um, and you've started to fix those mistakes. Um, it's that, that is a powerful thing for someone to say to you, Hey, you need to work on this. They, you take their information and feedback and you run with it and you make those changes. That's awesome because that is really what learning is all about is actually making a, a viable change that's going to last. It's not like a, 
you know, someone gives you information and you, you take that advice for a week and a half and then you move on to the next thing. Uh, if it really is important, um, you should want to take that advice and run with it and make it a part of your life. And I think that's so important to understand when you are trying to get to the next level of something is you take the advice from the mentors, you run with it. And then, then you'll actually bounce. You'll probably end up bouncing more stuff back and forth. And as that relationship develops, the cool thing, and, and this is something that I've even experienced with you and some of my other uh, sort of mentors in my life is initially you learn a lot from the mentor, right? And it's more of a, the mentor gives and the, the mentee sort of receives, but at a certain point, it's cool when you can start to give back and almost look at one another as colleagues rather than a mentor and a mentee. Like Brett, I consider you one of my mentors, but at the same time, we, we throw a lot of things uh, out there and we talk about a, a bazillion different things, whether it's teaching cues, whether it's progressions, whether it's life stuff. So it's pretty cool when you can start to somewhat reciprocate with that relationship when you've really started off as a mentor mentee. And yes, those positions or titles are still there, but then you can start to collaborate and, um, you know, the mentee can sort of give back a little bit or, or at least provide feedback from a different view. So that's, that's one of the things that I think is pretty cool. And again, it's a subtle process. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's that transition from vertical to, to horizontal sort of mentorship where um, I've learned uh, a tremendous amount from you and, and we've, we've bounced on, like you said, a lot of things off of one another and, and kind of evaluated different ideas and, and uh, things uh, so I, I think that is um, a, kind of a, a great progression. Um, I, I, I certainly feel, feel that way. And I think that um, that, um, that the, the, the back and forth between the self-mentorship where you're kind of developing these ideas and things that you want to work on, and then you bounce them off of somebody who's a mentor and, and you get that feedback and you have that back and forth. Um, is just is really important. And you mentioned feedback or, or um, awareness. And part of that is feedback loops, right? And that's what systems have. Systems have feedback loops. And, you know, there's, there's the, the Watson commercials now where, you know, the guy shows up to fix the elevator. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here to fix elevator three. And the guy's like, elevator three is running fine. And he's like, no, no, according, according to the, what, the information we're getting is going to break down in the next couple of days. We need to fix something. And so the, the tighter and the more advanced your feedback loops get, the better off you are because that awareness piece is, can sometimes be, you know, only as good as your feedback loops. So if you're only looking at your bank account a couple of times a year, um, that's not a great way to keep feedback on how, <laughs> how the business is going. You know, you're, you're constantly looking at that and, and, and you've got some tight feedback loops uh, in different ways. So having those in your own growth um, so that you have awareness and you have feedback, um, that that's the, the corollary and, and the, the combo there that, um, that really makes, uh, makes things progress better. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, we, we've really talked about more so the mentorship from a career standpoint, but there's also the mentorship, uh, where you can have someone in your life that may not be your career mentor, but it could be you know, a spiritual mentor. And, and regardless of what you believe from a spiritual standpoint, um, that's not what we're talking about, but it could be just someone like a, simply like a life coach, someone that's going to give you advice and feedback on um, various components of your life. And um, I know for me, um, there's a, a guy by the name of uh, 
Chris Mitchell, they call him Mitch. Um, he was actually my pastor who married Mandy and I, and uh, we've always, um, you know, kept in touch and, and he's no longer a pastor anymore. He actually works with um, companies and he works on leadership training, et cetera. But when, uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer and even before that a little bit, I was just having some things that I was going through. And, um, he was the guy that I would just talk to, um, you know, once a week just to give me, uh, feedback and advice because, you know, Brett and I've talked about this in, in the past, but when you get cancer, man, it, it throws you for a crazy, crazy loop and you need someone to bounce that stuff off of, um, holding it in is, is simply, uh, not a wise choice and having someone that you can, you know, share your stories with, or, or just lean on, um, is, is super important. I think that's one of the other reasons why Brett and I, um, you know, have, have gotten so close over the years, especially after the last, uh, year and a half, we were both diagnosed with cancer. So when you, uh, when you are in that cancer club, it's, it's not a great club to be in, but once you're in it, you can't really get out. Um, you just, you approach things very differently and, uh, you see things differently. And, and from a treatment standpoint, from a post-treatment standpoint, when you find that you're cancer free, um, there's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a messy time and it's a lot to deal with. And when you have someone that you can, um, bounce ideas off of and lean on, um, just to give you feedback or just to be like, you know what, it's okay to feel that way because it's okay to feel pissed off because you're dealing with this or, um, you know, just having that person that is going to, is going to sit and listen, and they're going to give you feedback and they're just, they're just there to, to lend an ear and then to give you, um, the best advice they can from a, from a caring standpoint. So, um, and then one person can be a, a combination of those. And, and again, with Brett and I, we, he's, he's helped me with the career stuff, but we're also really, really good friends. And we talk about a lot of other stuff. So, um, different people will come into your life at different points for different reasons. Um, and you know, I think about when people ask me about opening a gym, I can't tell you how many personal trainers over the last, you know, 10 plus years are like, Hey, I want to open a gym. And I always say, okay, cool. Um, here are the realities of it. And then I, you know, tell them about all of the things that can potentially happen or that have happened to me they reconsider and I'm not trying to be negative, but everybody, you know, wants to do something big and grandiose and they want everybody to be like, yes, that's a great idea. Go get it. But if people aren't being honest with you about the actual process, they're not doing you any good. I mean, if, if someone's like, Hey, what's it like to open your own gym? And I'm like, I make my own schedule. I got weekends off. You know, I, I make a ton of money. No, that it doesn't work like that at all. And if someone says that it does work like that, um, they're probably lying to you. So, um, yeah, people can come into your life for, for different reasons, but, um, that's why it's important to, to slow down a little bit and be present, right? Because there could be some people in your life right now that, um, could be a great sort of mentor mentee relationship, whether you're the mentor or the mentee, and maybe they're right in front of you. And maybe you just haven't taken the time to step back and, and, uh, see how that other individual could potentially help you. Absolutely. And you, you made me think that, uh, February 20, is uh, two years since I was uh, diagnosed. So it was uh, February 20, 2020, uh, when I was originally diagnosed. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've certainly um, talked a lot about many things uh, since then, and then with your diagnosis and treatment and everything. And so it's been a, been a crazy couple of years, um, but, you know, certainly some, some struggles and, and, and things that we needed to, to bounce off one another and to, and to, to help each other with. Um, I, I think that, uh, that, um, 
that back and forth is just just really important and um uh, the 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 life mentee uh, the life mentorship and things like that i mean I, it doesn't even have to be like i would consider my my father my family as uh, as mentors uh, as oddly as that sounds and just great examples it's it's not uh, so much that we've um, we we don't excel at deep conversations uh, within the Jones family, but um, <laughs> I think we're just great examples to one another. And I, I certainly know that uh, you know my my mother, my father, uh, my grandmother uh, who who passed last year, um, my grandfather who passed many years ago, um, just were were mentors uh, as examples more than as set mentorship sort of situations. So I think that, um, you know, looking for those great examples, looking for those things to emulate um, also makes a difference in, in how you're going to progress and how, how you're going to uh, move forward. And um, I think that, uh, um, again, there's that combination of, of self-mentorship. There's that, um, those examples and things to emulate. And then there's the, you know, actual mentorship. And so I, I think if you have a blend of those things happening uh, within your life, um, then I, then I think you can, uh, um, move forward. I mean, the, the idea is to be better, to progress, to become more, I, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, sounds like, uh, you know, there's probably be on a for, fortune cookie, but, uh, you know, just, um, I, I think that, uh, um, yeah, we should be moving forward. Absolutely. Always. I, you know what I've always uh, I've always said if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go 100% at it if it's something that I'm passionate about because for me, it, you know the the idea of being mediocre at something that I love and something that I'm passionate about um, is it just doesn't sit right with me. And don't get you know don't hear what I'm not saying. Like for example, you know I train jujitsu. Um, I, I've competed in the past. I know I'm not going to be a world champion. I know I'm not going to go out and win 80 cc's, but I also know that if I just work really, really hard and bust my butt and just keep on grinding away, I will have some, some success with people, my own age, my own rank, et cetera. So it's about, uh, wanting to just be better than average. And if you want to be successful, I don't care what your field is. It could be training. It could be landscaping. It could be art. It could be architecture. It could be engineering. Um, don't be mediocre. Mediocre is, is, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a four letter word for me. Um, I, I hate the idea of being mediocre at something and don't get me wrong. I'm mediocre at some things in my life, but those are the things that I don't really care about. So if you're going to be, if you find a, a handful of things that you love, whether it's, you know, like I'm, I am passionate about fitness and I will continue to learn until the day that I leave this planet. Right. But I'm passionate about it. So if you find something you're passionate about, it could be one, two, three things get after it. Try to, try to be, uh, try to be the best at that. And, you know, maybe you'll impact thousands and thousands of people. Maybe you'll impact three, but you've still impacted someone. And that's really what it's all about is making a positive change in other people's lives and, and, and wanting to help. So, um, yeah, I think we could go on sort of all day about these experiences that we've had, but I think, um, another thing to, to consider too, is if you have someone that you're friendly with or a colleague or whatever, and 
um, you want to learn more from them. You, it's okay to sit down and be like, Hey, um, would you be willing to mentor me with this? Like, it's okay. It's, it's, you're going to feel weird, right? It's kind of like asking someone on a date. I remember when I re sort of reconnected with my, my, uh, my mentor, uh, Mitch. And I remember at one point I was like, Hey man, like I could use some, some guidance and this and help. And he goes, so I'm, I guess I basically said, I'm, I'm pretty much asking if you'll be my mentor. He goes, that was the word I was looking for. He goes, I'd love to help. And that was it. Right. It was kind of weird. Cause it's like, Hey, will you be my mentor? It's, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of a weird thing, but it's okay to just be blunt with that. And, and, um, and, and having the, the courage, when I say courage, it's kind of a, a loose word there, but, um, being okay with just going out there and putting yourself out there is not a bad thing. So yes, it, it can happen organically. And a lot of, and a lot of the times it does, but at the same time, you may just have to say, Hey, would you be willing to help? Definitely. And I, I want to, I want to circle back on the, the thing you were talking about there. And, and, you know, I kind of kicked it off with the, uh, you know, all, you know, progressing, moving forward. You also, while there is that drive and, and finding that thing that you have that drive for can, can be really uh, impactful and, and, and a good moment. But the, the thing you have to keep in pace with that is being kind to yourself. Um, you're going to fail, you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fall short, plans aren't going to work out, you're going to run into situations that are very challenging, could be health related, could be business related, could be family related, relationship related. So while you're on this drive to move forward, to progress, to be better, be kind to yourself because you're going to mess up, things are going to go wrong, out of your control. Things are going to happen that you have no control over. Understanding the difference between those things that you do and don't have control over is a, a huge uh, uh, thing to, to study and to work on and to, and to look at. But be kind to yourself um, and, um, you know, move forward. But uh, move forward with a little bit of re reality. Be kind to yourself I and others. Absolutely. Just take that step. Right. That was one of the things that uh, I remember when I was going through my treatment and, and uh, you would just tell me, Hey, just take the next step. Let's just take the next step. And, and that's really all you can do. And, and honestly, I, I think, um, you know, it does sound like a bumper sticker or fortune cookie, right. You know, um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's very, very true. It's just, it's, it's this incremental consistent progress. And, and, and if you're going to fail, fail forward, right. That's a term that we've heard a lot of people say is, learn from that mistake, try to do your thing to fix it and then just move on. But don't beat yourself up over it. Right. I mean, you know, if you goof up with a client or you mess one little thing up, it's not the end of the world. Um, but you should learn from that and learn from that experience, because if you don't learn from those experiences and then, okay, it's maybe it's time to kind of step back and, and, uh, you know, sort of reevaluate, but it is this, it is a balance, right? It's a balance between being, um, you know, chasing something that you want to do, but also being, aware that if you do fail, you adapt and then you overcome and then boom, you just move on to the next thing. And that is, you will fail. And you're going to, you're going to have the experiences in your life where someone tells you that you suck at swinging a kettlebell. Right. And it is what it is, but at the same time, it's okay. Because again, you just take the information. And if you want to be successful, you take the information, you make the change, you adapt, you overcome. And it's honestly, it's a never ending process. So just when you think you're getting there, you're not, you're just going to keep going because there is no end. Right. I mean, look at like, 
you know, sports teams, they win the Super Bowl. Like I always think of Bill Belichick being a New England guy. You know, Bill can win the Super Bowl. And then two weeks later, he's like, we're on to the next season. It's like, okay, it's like there is no end. Right. And and if you are someone that wants to be recognized as, as one of the best or you just want to be the best version of you, it's on to the next season, right? It's, it's be okay with what you've done, but learn and adapt and overcome. So Brett, any words of wisdom from you as we close this out? I'm waiting. I'm just well, waiting for a smile. <laughs> just waiting for a comment. Uh, well, there, there's an old saying, and as, as much as I just said, you know, be, be kind to yourself. There's, there's another old saying that, that kicks in here. Uh, a mistake made more than once is a choice. Boom. That I'm going to, I'm going to end gonna, the gonna, podcast on that note. So, well, Brett, yeah, it's I'm, always I'm good mistake. to chat with you. A um, mistake thanks. made more than once is a choice. I'm saying it again. I'm saying it again. <laughs> we're going to have, a, it's going to, we're going to just loop that over and over again. And that, that'll be our first t-shirt guys. Okay. When we have the, uh, you know, minimum effective dose podcast t-shirts come out, uh, it's going to go from that. But um, anyways, listen, uh, if you're, if you're currently a mentor, uh, awesome. Keep doing what you do. If you are a mentee, you are very, very lucky. Um, and also, if you're not, if you're not sure where you're at, um, take a step back and, uh, and and take a look around. You'd be surprised at who you're surrounded with that that'd be willing to help you. So, um, if you like this podcast, do us a favor, write us a review on whatever platform you're listening to, and uh, share this with your friends, colleagues, and loved ones. So uh, we appreciate you all, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, friends! Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast. We're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.